Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. A new report, which was actually mandated uh, by the Senate, Republican Senate, uh, shows the incredible regulatory overkill of the Biden administration, big government socialism and central planners. They want to run the whole economy. So we got Wayne Cruz, who's the Fred L. Smith Jr. Fellow in Regulatory Studies at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Wayne, thank you for coming on. I mean, there's so much incredible stuff here. Uh, it's funny. We're electing a new Congress, a Republican Congress, with um, with uh, Speaker McCarthy. Well, they got to get moving. Uh, let me just read a couple things, let you take a cut out of 332, quote, economically significant, end quote, proposed rules. In other words, each one's worth at least $100 million. Uh, yep. These are increases, $100 million, in regulatory <laughs> increases. I want to make that very clear. And this report says later on they're actually contemplating 2,651 rules are in various stages of consideration. Um, I don't think it's a reach to call this socialism. Hey, sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? <laughs> Look, you spend a lot of you spend a lot of time talking about uh, taxation and spending and six trillion dollars a year in spending and a thirty-one trillion dollar debt, but you cannot forget the hidden tax of federal regulations, which I would maintain is at least as ominous as the spending excesses that we have. Mm. We put together a report every year called 10,000 Commandments, and this so-called unified agenda that the Biden administration has just put out the latest edition of, late as <laughs> as usual, but he is sending... Remember in the Trump administration when you were there, you had the White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs in OMB bragging about how we, they were cutting two regulations for every one added, well, as you know, Biden has completely flipped that. He now has issued what he calls modernization, quote unquote, and he is, is basically using all of the power and heft of the federal government in hiring, contracting and procurement to push various whole of government agendas on climate, competition policy, equity, digital currency, long COVID, you name it. Every single progressive agenda has been baked in now to the regulatory agenda. So you had the you had a complete flip flop. The Trump administration was boasting about cutting and streamlining. Now the Biden administration, that very same OMB, is boasting about how it's advancing these so-called equity goals and so forth. And you just mentioned all of the significant rules, but they're across the board: the economic, health and safety, social, and especially as you know now, engineering, social engineering and equity and justice engineering and things of that sort. So it's quite yeah. ominous. The new Congress has got a big job if it's going to start compiling a way to uh, to push back on equity. this. I hope they can do it. Equity, diversity, social justice. Mm -hmm. And they got, I mean, there's climate, which is the backbone of the Biden policy. I mean, climate, That's right. uh, 
Wayne, climate is the ultimate central planning policy driver in this administration. Everything has absolutely, to pass through absolutely, absolutely, a climate everything, filter. All right, every, let me finish. Everything, and I, I, I mean, I, I think that's a key point. This is right out of the Friedrich Hayek Road to Serfdom playbook. Okay, so when Newt Gingrich calls this big government socialism, climate you, through executive orders and regulations. But, 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 when you go through the passage of these big bills, uh, what you also see is this diversity and equity social justice stuff, including financial agencies, like the Federal Reserve and certainly the SEC. Uh, so this is a very pernicious, and it's all anti-growth. It's all smothering the economy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Look, the, you have a handful of laws that Congress passes every year. You have the regulatory agencies issuing over 3,000 regulations a year. On top of that, agencies, especially in the Biden administration, you have cross-cutting agency initiatives. You, you mentioned this with climate, and it's utterly the case. You've got SEC, the FDIC, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, all of the financial entities, and not just them – but other regulatory agencies, too, are baking in the climate agenda. So it's not as if you have single agencies acting alone as they're allowed to do in their enabling statutes from from Congress. But you've got this regulatory dark matter of all of these agencies basically colluding to advance a progressive agenda. But, I really don't think Congress has got its its mind wrapped around the extent. Well, but I want to I want to add to that. Uh, I think, though, when you say enabling legislation, I th- I don't think most of these agencies have such congressional enabling legislation. See, absolutely and, agree. And yes. therefore, yes. the Supreme Court decision, uh, West Virginia versus EPA, has got to be brought into play, and so does the defunding possibilities for the new Republican House. I'll give you the last word. I believe they do. I hope they can really take advantage in appropriations of defunding agencies that are taking these initiatives. I would argue that exactly they don't have the power to do these things. As our founder would always say, though, the the Constitution isn't perfect, but it's better than what we have now. Mm -hmm. So I hope we can rediscover it. Yeah, no, no, I think so. I think lawsuits have to be brought against this thing. Mm -hmm. They don't have it. What the Supremes did has not. We haven't really felt the full brunt of that yet. But also, you know, a lot of smart guys in the new Republican House are going to use defunding. There's a Holman rule that's coming back into play so we can beat this stuff. Anyway, Wayne Cruz from the uh, Fred Smith uh, Fellow at the uh, Studies of Competitive Enterprise Institute. Thanks very much, folks. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about the stock market, which had a very good Friday. Maybe politics, maybe jobs, maybe Fed, maybe not. I'm Cudlow. Stick around. Much more to come. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Cudlow Show. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. 
So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.